Tri-Ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Welcome to the Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball. I am Matt McCarty. I'm Neil Graff. So as we roll into summer, it looks like we have a hot new rumor, courtesy of, we'll say, Naps Arcade. No, Joe Kamenkow. Joe Kamenkow. Who is Joe Kamenkow? It's the big dog. He works for like Kapow or whatever, right? Like Kapow, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes all the Kapow games. I think he does Zynga or had something to do with Zynga, like the cell phone game company at one point. Yes. Hard to say. He's got his hand in a lot of projects, but I believe if we look back, he was one of the founding members of Data East Pinball back in 86. Yep, that's correct. Okay, so the rumor that we're reading is he said Jersey Jack Pinball got the Harry Potter license. Any thoughts on that, guys? All right, I th- I think Joe Kamikow had a it, it has to be either a a hacker or just a straight up troll post with how like in within the post the the caption has some weird like dashes in between and different spaces and it's just. It's just a weird like caption for a post and it does not sound normal. So it has to be either be a hacker or something because then the post ended up getting taken down and I don't think he has any other posts on his account. And then and then like uh, it, Nap Arcade ended up posting it later which he starts to comment a bunch on it and he's still doing his like dash comments and it's still looking really, really weird. So I don't know what's going on. I'm pretty sure it's a troll. Yeah, I kind of was trying to pay a little attention to it. At first, you know, I thought it was totally a troll. And then, you know, there was a clip of a Facebook conversation shared between Joe Kamenkow and Nap Arcade. Basically, uh, Kamenkow says, Nap Arcade, you are right on all accounts. Or are you? Do you think you know the story? One day I'll do a fireside chat with Rob Burke and as Paul Harvey says, and now you know the rest of the story. For those who don't know, Paul Harvey's an old uh, public radio announcer, NPR guy. And then, okay, the rest of this thing, fun to speculate, but only I know the, the key to why a Harry Potter game will ever be made by someone. Stay tuned. And then Nap Arcade replied, I'm sure that there's all sorts of super interesting stories that I don't know. It's always fun to talk and speculate about pinball. So he's throwing fuel on the fire, basically. Yeah, he's making you kind of second guess it there with, or, you know, like, do you know the whole story? Which I feel like that's got to be a troll. He's definitely, like, stirring up something. He's, like, playing with everybody. It's definitely, like, some troll kind of a kind of a post. And then, you know, it's kind of, I feel like it's very, very unprofessional of him being, like, from the not, you know, he doesn't work for Jersey Jack. Exactly. He doesn't work for Jersey Jack, so he's not burning any bridges with this post. You know, maybe Stern is finally coming out of their um, status quo where they say they have 90% of the market share and they really don't consider anyone else competition. Maybe they feel like Harry Potter is a theme that would be a threat to their bottom line, even though he technically doesn't work for Stern, I understand. but I don't think Stern has anything to worry about personally, but, but yeah, he's kind of trolling everybody. I mean, we've had rumors like this all the time. I don't know. All we can do is wait and see, I guess. I love that the mock-up they used uh, 
Let's okay. Never mind. I'm looking at it more. It, I thought it was a uh, Harry Potter four for a second. I'm like, oh, that's just that's a little troll there because Toy Story four. If they did Harry Potter four for the model. oh, that'd be funny. And it's definitely like you know photoshopped on like a stern cabinet, which also just makes it looks a lot weirder. Yeah, I I think it's true actually because I feel like Joe is the type of guy who would feel a little betrayed. He probably thought he had this one lined up for Stern, and then something. That mystery thing that he's going to have the fireside chat about made it tip towards Jersey Jack. Jersey Jack games have recently been Warner Brothers games, and this is a Warner Brothers title. So it could be that relationship that got him over the edge. Maybe it won't accept coins and it'll be home use only style. Maybe that was what they decided on. Because, I mean, how many Jersey Jack games are on location compared to a Stern? I mean, what? Is it like 10% of Stern? Yeah, probably something like that. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking it's true, and I think Joe is just upset, so he decided to spill the beans. Johnny, I think you uh, might be on to something there a little bit. With And everybody in the hobby would kind of think that would be ridiculous to have Jersey Jack do kind of a home model with no coin door. But one of the big things is with the Harry Potter license is that J.K. Rowling didn't want the Harry Potter property to be in a shady bar somewhere. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I'm not sure how that started, but that that circulates to pinball world, that statement. So that could be a way around it. I feel like there's no doubt about it. If this is a theme that actually comes out for Jersey Jack, this is going to be a big hitter. It's going to be a big seller and it will do good for Jersey Jack. So, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not a troll and this is true, but this is going to be uh, long down the road for Jersey Jack. Yeah, if assuming that post uh, Jack posted right before Godfather of him in front of the Harry Potter like background was when they acquired the license, we're looking two years minimum for this to come out. Well, and you got to put into account, we have uh, Mark Sidens, I believe that's his name. I apologize if I got it wrong. His game is in the works. Uh, Steve Ritchie has got a game in the works. Um I think Eric Minier's probably game. He's probably got it done. Yeah, Lawler's done. So are they are they down to three designers again? Yeah, they're down to three. Okay. Personally, um, if we're talking about who would design this at JJP, we don't know Mark Seiden, so I don't think I'd give him the biggest property known to pinball. Correct. Besides the Beatles, I guess. So do you want Steve Ritchie or Eric Minier to make this? I would prefer Minier, and that's just me being selfish because I think Steve Ritchie should make a cooler game. No, I think Steve Ritchie should do this because he he needs some redemption after that Toy Story 4, huh? Steve Ritchie didn't do Toy Story 4. Who did Toy Story 4? Pat Lawler. That was Pat Lawler's last game. That's right. Steve Ritchie's last game was Led Zeppelin. That's right. So this will be Steve Ritchie's first at Jersey Jack, which that'll be interesting. I think Steve Ritchie should do it. If you're saying if he were to take this. I think I'm going to be with Matt here. I think Eric should make it because he's the right age. I believe he's like 35 years old. So it's basically my age. He would have grown up with the books and the movies. So I think that it's going to mean the most to him, potentially. I mean, maybe he never watched anything, but Steve Ritchie is like 75 years old. So maybe he doesn't have as much exposure to Harry Potter. And I think his next game is probably out before this was even inked. So I'm thinking he's probably not making this one. So you're thinking it's going back in the loop because Godfather and then Eric Minier. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I think this is Eric Minier's game after whatever comes after Godfather for him. And just to clarify what I meant, you know, when I said Steve Ritchie should be working on something cooler, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Harry Potter license. I like Harry Potter myself. 
But when I think Steve Ritchie, I kind of think fast and exciting, like uh, Top Gun Maverick or yeah, you know, Top the Gun. Matrix or, you know, like like something Steve. And that's that's a good segue to the other rumor that Steve Ritchie's title will be The Matrix. I really hope it is. Yeah, that'd probably be like one of the best pinball themes ever. Matrix. So cool. It could be. So cool. That might even get me more excited than Harry Potter, just to have the Matrix, because that first movie was so good. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then they could have the uh, the ball do, like, bullet time, just make the ball go really slow, and you got to dodge stuff. And and just for validity of this rumor, I mean, the Matrix is another Warner Brother property. Right. So it fits. That is correct. Looks like Stern locked in the Disney licenses, and Jersey Jack's got the Warner Brother licenses. Which is good, because we'll see all the Marvel and stuff from Stern. So, right, the other rumored game for Steve was Elton John. Anyone here big Elton John fans? Um, I do enjoy his catalog. I typically won't throw it on, but I will sing along to it if it is on, if that makes any sense. Kind of almost how I was with Foo Fighters in the same way. You know, I, Elton John's is timeless. He, he really is, but... You won't find him on many of my playlists, maybe one or two, but like I couldn't see that as a Steve Ritchie game either. Yeah, yeah, he's not on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, I don't really listen to Elton John either. Not really my generation, I don't think. No, it's not. Yeah. No, but interesting. So what if it was Elton John? And kind of like people say Star Wars was just a generic theme they threw the brand onto. What if Elton John is already made and they're like, you know what? After Godfather and Toy Story 4, we want to hit with the Matrix, so they just retheme it the Matrix. Do you think that's a possibility? Anything is. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it will have good art, whatever he gets? Yes. He's due, right? It's Jersey Jack. Because and weren't they saying that Wizard or not Wizard of Oz, but Willy Wonka was supposed to be Toy Story? Yeah, and uh Kaneda makes a very convincing argument for that. So I, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities for Jersey Jack to do something like that. Except Harry Potter needs to be designed as Harry Potter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to have some Quidditch thing or something where in a gold ball, power ball. Oh, yeah. Instead of Twilight Zone. You get the Seeker. Oh, the Seeker ball. Oh, hit it in the thing. That's pretty sweet. Then you could get the the Bally gold ball, too, and pair that with the game. Oh, man. There's a lot of talk about on Harry Potter. But we are kind of limited on time on this episode. What do you think? Next, next yeah, topic? Yeah, let's uh, move on to dream themes. Anybody have any dream themes they really want to see personally everybody knows mine is world of warcraft but i it would be something i would want to like do myself and make it right but i don't have the talent for that at least have like input yes so video game theme yeah yeah that'd be cool or mortal Kombat. i'm in, i'm imagining a, a karate kid pinball machine like cobra kai i feel like that'd be really cool definitely not gonna happen cobra kai yeah i could get down with cobra kai no mercy multi-ball oh that's the wizard mode no mercy as long as it has a lot of season one in it i feel like that was one of the better seasons just the one neil yeah probably just that i've got so many themes i would like to see made so i'll just rattle them off here legends of the hidden temple right that was a game show on nickelodeon in like 1995 it's kind of like an indiana jones-esque theme oh yeah with the bait and that the you could have the mech be in that big face dude the temple that talks yeah Olmec. yeah i could just oh the temple run there's just so much you could do you could the skill shot could be you know plunging the ball over the moat or something the scoop could have a mystery awards the steps of knowledge 
Um, it could be ways to earn pendants, and then the wizard mode would be temple run, just like jackpot with casino run. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of lost in what this theme is. <laughs> oh, no. Well, they're on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Neil's never seen this show. What, what was that noise, Matt? I'm sorry. Matt, what are you doing over there? That's my cat's trout that the tail flops. The cat has a fish toy that activates when he plays with it. Have you ever seen Anchorman? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good theme, but I'm going with this with the cat poop segment. Yeah. <laughs> so I opened up my uh, door yesterday, and there's cat poop on my front porch. So maybe I need to eat the cat poop. <laughs> oh, my. Like Ron, <laughs> you will eat the cat <laughs> Yeah, the game, Anchorman. Imagine, like, the, the side cabinet would say San Diego on it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to give them all away in case people are using this as ideas, but... One last one. So I got Anchorman. I've got Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'd like to see Scott Pilgrim versus the world as well. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that last podcast, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah, because I feel like you talk about this a lot. Yeah, I think uh, it was Ryan Spindler, who I played in State. He really likes that movie, too. So we were riffing on each other while we're playing State with quotes from that movie. I think that could translate to pinball pretty well because you could have the modes being like the ex-lovers you're fighting, you know, it could it could translate really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How would you rank what we have? So we have World of Warcraft, Cobra Kai, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I gotta say World of Warcraft. I cannot see that being a pinball machine. No offense, Matt. No, okay. No, and I don't take any because I like I said it, it would have to be like a homebrew or something like really like somebody did with uh, League of Legends, which is a similar game. But right, you know that's just that's me. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to rank these because they're all kind of personal opinions. Yeah, it's just what you like, you know. I do like I do like your ideas as well. I think I like Neil's the best. Like, if I'm thinking what would sell most likely to everyone, I think Cobra Kai. It's a hot property, and it probably would be Stern, right, because they have the Stranger Things with Netflix relationship. Yeah. Oh, Matt, what about the, what about the Peacemaker theme? Oh, that'd be awesome. Actually, that's a good call, Neil. Yeah, the the DC comic uh, shows on HBO Max, those are really good. Definitely recommend checking those out. Any pinball machine that would get John Cena in it, it's okay with me. <laughs> All right, well, if people out there in Radio Land have different ideas, they can always write in to us at our Gmail account, triballpodcast at gmail.com. All right, we're going to move on to uh, the remake themes for either Haggis or Chicago Gaming. Any remakes you would want to see? Do they have to be Bally's? Is that part of the rules? For like Haggis type of thing? Yeah, for Haggis. I don't know. Like, I don't know what Haggis does. Do they only do Bally? Is that is that what they're restricting to? I think that's what they have the license for. Okay. But I don't know. So might as well just restrict it to Bally. Well, let's just say you could, uh, we'll say Haggis would be like System 11 games and, and uh, Chicago Gaming can be anything DMD. Well, and System 11 and before because Fathom is like 1980. Paragon. I will yield to one of you guys. Paragon, Matt? Why not? It's a popular game. I don't like it as much as others, but uh, throw some new code in there. Yeah, Paragon would be interesting to see. I'd like to see Frontier. That's a pretty stellar layout. I don't know. Maybe people have an itch to get a nice minty frontier. These games are like $8,000, I think, the remakes. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel too much about remakes in general. I, I kind of like more original stuff, when it's the new stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's nothing like playing a 
original attack from Mars compared to the Chicago gaming. It, honestly, for me, it's apples and oranges, like just the way it shoots. Yeah, it, it doesn't even compare the originals way better, in, in my opinion. The, the original is like a modern Stern, in my opinion kind of like it shoots like that i grew up playing the original but that's why the re- remakes that's why the remakes are good because it gives more pinball for more people to play so like if there was just a 3000 or so attack from mars i probably never would get to play one as far as uh, a remake for cgc as a and just because i would like to own one it'd be a whitewater whitewater yes bring it on i agree with that that'd be really that would be an amazing. Thing Only to if though they offer a model without color changing RGP GI. I just want white GI. Then I'm in. Were you Neo Skywalker? I am not Neo Skywalker, but we happen to rely on these thoughts. They did so well. Their first three games, you could get the base model of just white GI, and then they had to do Cactus Canyon with only RGB GI, and Baby Jesus cried a little bit. But uh, it's not too bad, I don't think. It's not super striking. Well, there's a reason why we have to play lights on with the big tournaments. Yeah, I guess. At District 82, that's correct. So, yeah, I think we're all in unison there. Whitewater, well, that's rumored to be Dennis Nordman's next game at American if American doesn't go out of business before then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Whitewater 2, I should clarify. David Fix, uh, he's kind of got a little bit of a problem to fix. Yeah, man, he's got to fix it up. All right. Well, speaking of District 82, I think we should uh, transition to the competitive pinball scene. Tournament talk. Yeah, we're into tournament talk now, guys. Uh, We got uh, I do want to talk about the upcoming tournaments for District 82. Lock in the day. Super Series has been announced. It is October 12th through October 15th. So the 12th through the 15th. uh, Save the date for that. I don't know when registration will open, but apparently sometime in uh, June. All right. I'll probably attend that one. Yeah, that's going to be one to attend. And then another one is a uh, summer pinball classic in August. That's the 17th through the 20th. And the registration is June 10th. So registration isn't out on that one yet. And there's two certified tournaments. So that's that's a massive, massive uh, weekend. Yes. Lots of points. Oh, it starts off with Tilton Tuesday on the 15th. Followed by the 16th, beat the clock, and then the 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. Six tournaments in five days. And then um, one more tournament I'd like to bring up um, that's going to be taking place at Lumberjack Johnny's. And that will be June 17th at uh, 10 a.m. I believe registration begins or we start. I forget. Um, but you can find out, but it's our Foo Fighters heads up tournament where we'll have two Foo Fighters pros side by side, and we will do 10 rounds of match play on all the machines there. Um, mostly brand new Sterns, premiums, LEs, whatnot. And then, uh, after the 10 rounds, the top, uh, 16 people will, go into a bracket and play Foo Fighters head-to-head in uh, challenge-based objectives, objective-based challenges, I'm sorry, best two out of three, double elimination, and the winner takes home a pretty sweet belt, and it's really fun. Yeah, and that is a Saturday for those wondering. Yes, it is a Saturday. You can drive up, make it a weekend, stay overnight if you need to. There's a hotel across the street. Yeah, that one should be entertaining. 
And then you guys can visit lovely Green Bay, Wisconsin, just named number one city in the United States today. Is that actually a thing? I disagree, but... Yeah, it made the local news. That's cool. Fun fact of the day, I guess. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, and all those will be streamed by Fox City's Pinball. Definitely recommend watching that live on, uh, on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, give Fox City's a follow for us, please. Because yeah. he's on Road to Partner right now. Doing as much streaming as possible. There'll be uh, four tournaments streamed in the next seven days. Yep, and uh, I know the ladies flip ones this Saturday, so please tune in to check that one out. Matt's going to do some help over there. So that'll be that'll be a good one to check out and watch or even go to. And that's uh, Rachel Risto's crew? Yes. That's cr- yep. Yeah, I'll probably be in the booth most of the day until they need a big-time TD ruling, and then I got to, you know, go to work. Well... Speaking of TD rulings, you are the TD. I am. And I think uh, Neil Neil had some questions for you. Yeah, I gotta like pull out some. Uh, this is we're trying out a segment here. We're gonna test uh, Matt's ability of TD rulings. All right. And if you guys out there have any questions for a tournament director, you can email them. Yeah, and we can we can quiz Matt. That's tryballpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, that's where we'll uh, get some ideas. To quiz Matt a bit. So here's the first one. Ready, Matt? I'm ready. All right. We got player three and player four. So player three is playing Rage Tilts the Machine. While player four is waiting for the tilt bob to stop swinging, player three opens the machine and looks to see if the tilt bob was still swinging. When player three shuts the machine, like shuts the coin door, it auto launches player four's ball. Player four was was standing there and w- walks up and uh, gets a hold of the ball and was a little mad he missed a skill shot opportunity. What's your ruling, Matt? Well, player four made the mistake of engaging the ball. He has to play that ball. He caught, obviously, player three is DQ'd. He's taking last. He should have never opened the door. I don't know why player three would open the door to see if it's still swinging if player four is up, but... Um, I believe the correct call was because player four stepped up to the machine and engaged the ball. He's got to play it out and player three take it last. Yep. So no compensation for player four. That's correct. I agree with that. And then player three is up for up for grabs. I feel like you can definitely you said uh, you, you're DQing them, giving them a zero for that or whatever. Yeah, I I guess I would have to know a little bit more. I mean, if the but. If player three was a tournament director and touching the machines, that could be a different thing. But if he is a tournament director, he shouldn't be touching game he played. So I would give him uh, probably a yellow card and a DQ on that game. I was going to say, even if he's a TD, he shouldn't be touching his own game. He should be asking another TD to do it. Exactly. Because he's in, like, you can't be, you can't TD your own group, basically. But yeah, I do agree with you, player three. I, I can see him getting a DQ and possibly even a yellow card that's where it's like up for grabs do you give them a yellow card do you you know well how, what's the punishment here but i feel like a dq is very reasonable for this situation a yellow card is basically a warning saying don't do it again or you're out correct yep so matt's one for one for one congratulations pat yep give matt a pat on the back when you see him i have a scenario to run by matt lay it on me so it was real life we were playing vector I was player four. Um, player three in front of me was trying to get out of finishing last. This is on ball three. And it didn't work out, so he ended up tilting the game. And then he kind of started walking away, then walked back and shook the game even more. 
putting my next ball in danger of being tilted through. Any uh, etiquette tips on that one? Well, that was very wrong of player three to do. And this one kind of, I would, if I saw that happen, I would probably give him last place on that game because you can't do that when somebody else is up, shake their game. I mean, cause I've seen people do that or when they know they're draining, like they ramp up that machine and get that thing jiggling for the next person. And that's their intention, which is wrong, but people do do that in that situation. If somebody would have got a TD and, and explained it to them, they would either got a warning for sure. Definitely got a warning um, and possibly a DQ on that game. Yeah, luckily it didn't tilt through and I was able to play the ball, which put me in first, but I was really worried about losing that ball. Um, so would there be a compensation ball if it tilted through? Yes, but that would have stunk on Vector because bonus carries over. And right. Most games are like that. That's the good thing about new Sterns is you can change the ball setting in the middle of a game, you know, and it will work. On old games, you can't do that. I, somebody got a compensation ball on hot hand. That's terrible. Somebody got a compensation ball on high-low ace. That's amazing. You know, it's just the game. It's it's tough to sort it out, but that's pinball. Yeah, it also depends on his intention on the tilt. That's a that's a big part of uh, why you shake a game is your what's your intention. Yeah, and you're not allowed to tilt on purpose. Correct. If it were ever to tilt through, I'll just pass it on to a TD then. Yep, that's what you should. All right, we've got a fun segment next here called Truth or Fiction. I'm going to give you guys three pinball machines. You need to tell me if I'm telling the truth or if I just made it up and it's fiction. All right. Are you ready? All right, let's get it. (laughs) The first game is Freeway. Is that truth or fiction? Fiction. I was going to say fiction, too. So you both recorded fiction. All right. And you both get a point. That is uh, one I just made up completely. Woo. <laughs> yeah, never heard of that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it sounded similar to like racing games, and you might be, you know, thinking yeah, about that. To some getaway, something like that. There might be a game for the Atari 2600 called Freeway, where it's a Frogger ripoff. That might be what I was thinking. All right, number two here Pro Pool. Pro Pool. See, this is tough because there are a jillion pool games out there, especially in the EM era. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fact. Yeah, this is a good title because you know you got like I think there's games there's a ton of games called in there with pool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say fact. All right, you both picked the same answer and you're both correct. It is a real game. Two for two, oh, man. You you guys are gonna win if I don't get you on this last one here. The final game, Little Indian. Oh, that's true. I've played it. Yeah, I was gonna say I already knew about that one. Going with a fact. Okay, I, I think you guys oh, wait, are wrong because wait, I it's Big Chief. Indian. Oh, is it? I, I yes. played a Chief. Daryl Van Lint has a, a, some sort of game with Little Chief, maybe? Okay, you got me. Yeah, there is a game called Little Chief because I was at Expo. I remember playing that one. But not Little Indian. I win this round. That was, that was a good one, a good little sneak-in one. Maybe it's Big Chief. He has something that's Chief. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what I did was I did. There may be a game with that name, but I just typed in what I thought of into Pinside, the games category. Nothing came up for Little Indian. So. All right. Is that it then, Johnny? That that's all I got for this. Unless you guys prepared a list. No, I just wanted to see if um, Neil wanted to talk about the worlds at all coming up. 
Yeah, that's gonna be what like like two weeks ish. Got a uh, European Pinball Championship that that'll be uh, yeah a couple weekends, and then Worlds is three weekends later after that, and then there's also Epstein Cup, and then there's all there's like eight tournaments mixed in in between. It's just gonna be a whole two weeks straight of pinball and Epstein Cup. I'm also looking forward to. That's that's not IFPA points. That's just more U.S. versus uh, Europe. I think it's funny that all these people, when they find out you're going there, they're all like, oh, I hope you can do other stuff but pinball. Well, nope. No, I was one of those guys. <laughs> it was, he was on the other podcast. He did mention that. I do remember. It's like if you're going to be there, you might as well add on a couple extra days to explore Germany. That's just my thoughts. No, nah, not when you have pinball. And two majors on top of it. Got to play pinball. How often do you fly to Europe? How often do you fly to Europe and play pinball? Okay, okay. I'm not going to get anywhere with this one. <laughs> uh, that sounds like it'll be an exciting time. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And that'll be... Yeah, I'm jealous, of course. That'll definitely be streamed by uh, JD, JDL Pinball on Twitch, so you can check that one out. Um, do we want to talk about Pin Clash? Yeah, Pin Clash real quick was this last weekend. Uh, I I played in it. Got uh, eighth, like top eight, got out to Raymond Davidson. Darn Raymond Davidson guy. Those stern people. You were playing yeah. really well, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a, honestly. It was a close race. I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of watched back. I watched the vod back, and I if I just hit my scoops better, I might have had a chance. But who could have said? Did Neil drop? I think Neil dropped. Yeah. No. I wonder if this is like planned sabotage by Triple Drain here, cutting out Neil's Wi-Fi. It could be. Yep. Triple Drain is shady. <laughs> they re- we love they, Triple Drain. They released lunchboxes without thermoses. What are they trying to pull over there? That's Joel Engelberth, I tell you. No thermos? That sounds like American Pinball. Only the signature edition gets a thermos. Right? I mean, maybe I have to be on a different Patreon level with Triple Drain to get the thermos. And they really should do that. Like I said uh, in my personal video they need to give you a reason to join their patreon tiers right other than your buddies with them because the ones i joined they give you something like a collective gamers you get to see his babies first canada you get to listen to his shows and uh i haven't i've only seen ray day's babies first and those are good yeah <laughs> even though it's like kind of dumb and it's just one a month i mean you're only giving them a buck so right i think that's worth it so, Neil, did you want to talk about the Pin Clash tournament you participated in last weekend? Yeah, Pin Clash was run by uh, IE Pinball on Twitch. That was a lot of fun. I got, I ended up uh, making the top eight. Got eliminated to uh, Raymond Davidson, which kind of, kind of sucks. I, uh, I almost moved through. It was a, it was a close race. It was a close race. So, for our listeners out there who might not be familiar, um, how do you qualify for, for Pin Clash? Yeah, so got it's a online tournament. You have to have a Godzilla pinball machine, and you need a streaming rig. So you need those items to stream on Twitch, and that's how you qualify. And the actual thing you have to do is you have to get a Carnage bonus on Godzilla. So that's you have to it's kind of complicated you got to basically do four things and do four things well 
to get a bit huge carnage bonus, which then qualifies you top 24 for this head-to-head tournament. Like, uh, and the actual playoffs will be, I mean, was, was like uh, time challenges for different tiers depending on each round and how fast you can do each challenge. I didn't participate. Yeah, I was trying to get Johnny to participate, but he didn't want to, I guess. I have the Godzilla, but not the streaming rig. So eighth place, right? Pretty good. And uh, who won it, uh, Neil? Uh, ZMAC, Zach McCarthy ended up winning it for the second year in a row, two-peated. Has this only been going on for two years? Uh, this is the third year. He's done Jurassic Park, Avengers, and then now uh, Godzilla. So all the L1 games, basically. Nice. When is Bond 60th? Oh. <laughs> Next year. Yeah. Probably I do that one. one. Not a lot of people could do it. <laughs> and Maiden, I guess, right? Yeah, right. So, Neil, I watched a lot of Pin Clash, and um, do you think Godzilla was a good game for this format? Yeah, I think Godzilla in general was the most fun, just trying to qualify in. All the other kind of like were more rage-inducing like more frustrating and stuff godzilla was more i feel like more skilled as well like the other ones were timed or you had to be careful about your flips this this godzilla one is more about your skill level type of thing i I feel it's more has to do with your skill level and then the challenges and the actual playoffs were a little weird with the tiers but it, it worked out fine and it was all all good and fun so I think Godzilla was great. One thing, you know, and I'm going to agree with you 100% about that because you're just basically playing a game in Godzilla rather than doing, like, the Escape Island Nunbar or whatever and um, the Avengers Battle Royal. But what really threw me off, and, and it seemed to throw some of the players off too, was just the sheer amount of animations in Godzilla like where they couldn't tell if they got their objective because there were so many animations stacked on top of each other. And by the time they played out, it might've passed a scoring threshold. Like they were at 156 when they hit the shot. But by the time, you know, all of the animations that needed to play through they were sitting at two minutes, eight seconds. So they lost points because of, the animations basically or they couldn't verify things yeah that's exactly what was happening because ray and i we both had the double x 2x carnage bonus collect and i don't know if anybody knows but the carnage bonus animations to like count down all the things takes so long and you have to switch your cities and everything and you have to go through the the power up animations so we were going through all those and we actually shot the shot, like, let's say, before three minutes. And by the time it actually showed we had the 2x carnage bonus, it was over three minutes. So we ended up both losing five points. Didn't really matter because we would have been tied anyways. But, you, yes, you could definitely lose points from the animations, which kind of sucks. And that was another thing about city combos. Didn't really show a lot of animations either. So there's a lot of review going on. I'd, I'd imagine, I guess, uh, you know, one of the tougher challenges to me almost seemed like the start hetera 
And to start Hetera, you need to make two secret combos, which lights the, the maze or target mystery shot to start Hetera. But, you know, somebody was just playing their maze or targets lit, but they weren't sure if they hit the two combos or not. They hit the maze or target and got $8 million for it. You know, they, they didn't hit the two secret combos. And the only way to really tell would be to hold Cradle up go through the info, but you're in a time challenge. You know, you're not going to take that 15 seconds to do that. Well, it, I feel like getting the secret combos, it gives you a, like there's an actual audio noise that comes out. So you, you are more easily, like it's easier to tell when you get your com- secret combos or not. So that one's not as bad. And it, if you know what you're doing, if you know what combos you have to do, it's not bad either. Fair enough. But yeah, for an observer or, you know, a casual, I guess, and this is, I guess, not meant to be played by the casual player. It was a little confusing. And I mean, I was even frustrated watching it, like, get through the animations. Come on, show it, show it. Like, yeah, it was a little weird like that, but it's okay. Pin Clash is always fun. I know in ZMAT in the finals, it was like, complete tesla strike and and zmac never got that animation it just said tesla strike total it didn't say tesla strike completed but they gave it to him because technically he only had one shot left in the heat raid and then it went through a bunch of animations and blah 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 and, and he never everybody was confused like well there was a big thing with robert byers he ended up so it was, it was actually the secret, uh, not the secret, the city combo. You just had to collect one city combo, and Robert Byers did it, and he was all pissed because he did it, but it didn't show the animation because other animations were running. And so he do- has to do another one. He ends up doing another one, and it shows two out of three city combos completed. So they ended up having to review it and then going back, okay, he did, you know, he did the combo, so we'll go give him that time. You know, so yeah, the animations did come into play there. That's the only reason I question Godzilla as as a game for this type of format. Godzilla, no one can argue that it's a great game and maybe the best ever, you know, but for this format, it, it was kind of janky, like uh, kind of stressed me out a bit. Yeah, I, I guess you can, I like wish you could like, you know, use your flippers, flip through the animations real quickly, but. And sometimes you could do that, but like sometimes the challenge was defeat Megalon. And if you're smashing your flippers to get through your power-up animation, you're boom, you might, oh, I just selected Ebera. Like, uh uh-oh. You you don't want to do that. Yeah, you might have got screwed, right. So what I'm hearing is, George Gomez, are you listening? We need Spike 3, more processing power so we can get through these animations (laughs) faster. Or Seth Davis, are you listening? They, some people in uh, Twitch chat were saying like they should always have a constant score, like on the bottom of the LCD somewhere where your score is constant. Because like one of the objectives was to be 300 million, and Escher just started going off, and it's like mode total 286 million. Well, you're pretty sure he's got it, but you didn't see a score for another 15 seconds. Like, you know what that sounds like, Matt? Sounds like they should have had Scorbit on there because that is will that, give you the score in real time. Anymore? I thought they folded. They use it for Indisc. Yeah, Indisc is a big one. I thought Jersey Jack got rid of Scorbit or something. Maybe that's what I heard. But yeah, yeah, they for some reason stopped supporting it. Yeah. Speaking of these uh, Godzilla AIQ and Jurassic Park, let's play some buy sell burn 
if we don't mind. So if you had to buy one of the games, sell one of the games, and just straight up burn one of the games for Godzilla, AIQ, and Jurassic Park's turn. I, I think I've got this down, but I'm more of a buy, play, pass type of guy. I don't want to burn any of these games because they're all Keith Ellen classics. Yeah, but but it's yeah, it's part of the it's part of the game. Of course, these are these are like the top you know ten, let's say top ten games. Of course, nobody's gonna burn at the game, but it, it's just it's just what it is. Okay, okay. With these rules, I'm gonna say Godzilla. I'm gonna buy because I did buy it. Um, a game I wouldn't keep but would like to play is Avengers Infinity Quest. Godzilla, or sorry, then Jurassic Park, I guess I've got to burn. Got to burn it. Even though it's the good one and not the Data East one. <laughs> ah, they're both good. This puts me in a tough spot, I guess. I mean, Avengers is my first new unbox game, and I played the hell out of it, and I love it. Um, but with every game, you know, you do... I, I've done everything I could in the game, so I traded it for a Godzilla. Um, I like Godzilla. Honestly, the animations get to me when I'm, you know, I I was playing about during Pink Clash, but even when I'm playing at home by myself, it's like, just get through the shit, you know, like, um, so let's just say buy Avengers. Uh, what's the other one? Buy, what is it? Buy, buy sell, burn? Yeah, yeah. We'll say... I guess I've done this. Um, oh, this is too tough. Let's let's burn burn Godzilla. Wow. Sell Jurassic Park, and I'm just kind of I'm a little up to I'm Godzilla'd out. I'll and be honest. Matt Matt has a Godzilla. I have Godzilla. I'm a little Godzilla'd out. Well, we're gonna hold you to that. Um, we'll come over to your place and try to start on fire <laughs> i did buy those speaker mods for the fire about two months ago and they haven't gotten here yet speaker light kits they're so they're reliable but you gotta just wait yeah i completely agree with johnny's list of buy godzilla sell aiq and uh burn jurassic park even though jurassic park's still an amazing game why would nedry do this Nedry, where's nedry yeah, it's. I, I feel like Jurassic Park is a better, I guess, theme for me, but I just love the Avengers shots a little bit better. Oh, yeah, Avengers is amazing with all the the depth to it, with all the gems, you know, so deep. And the tower's pretty sweet. And I would want an Avengers Pro over the premium. Any other machine, any other of those two machines, I would take premiums, Avengers Pro all day long, all day long. Not a question. Not a question really? in my head about it. I do Godzilla Pro all day. That's fine. Yeah, I'm starting to lean towards the Avengers Pro, even though I've been on the the premium side of things. The Pro's nice with that spinner and everything. Yeah. And it's just extra takes... spinner in the game. Shit. <laughs> spinners are nice. Spinners are nice. And then uh. Yeah, it's just like uh, Swords of Fury oh with that God. spinner shot oh. on AIQ. You don't even shoot that in Swords of Fury. <laughs> it still, it reminds me of it. Challenge me. The left spinner in Swords of Fury or the horseshoe? No. The horseshoe. Yeah. Nobody thinks about the horseshoe. I admit, I do, but... I totally forgot that was a shot. You go left, left, left spinner all day. I'm not like a real tournament player like you guys. I think of <laughs> these weird things. Yeah. But Godzilla definitely on the premium side of things. It's 100% premium. I like my pro because the building doesn't move, but I do wish I had the bridge and Mecha Godzilla. so... 
I feel like Jurassic Park you could vary. You could go premium or pro, and it's basically the it doesn't change much. The Raptor Gate. The Raptor Gate makes all the difference in the world, man. You think? Really? Yes. Because it is when you play a premium, Raptor multi ball is very achievable. On a pro, if you're not going for it specifically, you're never gonna you're never gonna get it. On a premium, you lock your Raptor, you get the capture, you're gonna lock box into Raptor multi-ball eventually just from hitting it, hitting the gate while you're playing. But on the pro, not so much. Premium also makes it more dangerous with the gate up. It's a lot closer to the, you know, flippers and out slings or whatever. Uh, whereas I, I like the actually shooting the pro much better where you can keep, you know, taking shots at it, you know, get them backhands going. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the dinosaur mech, I guess, on the premium because he seems to reject the ball a lot. But I do like that it moves. If you, like, it'll start your your uh, T-Rex multi-ball. You just got to, like, basically hit him in the mouth. But any other T-Rex mode, you got to get that ball in there, and it is way harder than it should be. So I yeah. think Thorin, actually, you can disable the T-Rex so it plays like pro. And or just swings back and forth rather than eating okay. the ball, and that's that's the that's the tournament way to do things. Yeah, it's the happy medium. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I need to have my fidget spinner helicopter blades at least. So there you go. But uh, starting a T Rex mode after multi ball on the premium is very difficult if you got to put it in its mouth because it's got to hit, hit that pretty clean. Do you guys go for all the skill shots on Jurassic Park? Nah. What do you mean, like in order? Yeah, the order ones. Yeah, I don't typically go for any of the secret ones unless I really screw up. But got to do the order. It's a lot of points if you get all four of them going. It is. It's and it's really fun to try. So I think that's it's another pro in the Jurassic Park column. But Godzilla does a good job with the skill shots too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. So does Avengers. The skill shots are very beneficial if you can hit them. I say, where's Avengers? It's not at District Eighty Two. So I have like. No time on it, besides Daryl's house. Eric Thorne does have an Avengers. He's just not bringing it out. He's not bringing it out because he knows I'll crush everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need McCarty getting any more points. Party, party, Cardi's a bozo, guys. Speaking of bozos, he took away Papa Card from the lineup. That hurts. Yay! That... Okay, the best part about this trade, like, Doodlebug is fine, whatever. But like, I mean, it's actually good. I love Doodlebug. But the best part is. Papa card and Hilo Ace are gone. It's so good. No, no, no. See, Hilo Ace, I don't care about. That can go. But Papa card, that was his original EM he had there. And I've grown fond to it. No, no. Not me. It's, it's all about getting those extra balls. Yeah. Good luck. But I do look forward to Doodlebug, so we'll be doodling soon. 10K doodles. <laughs> 10K doodles. Sounds like a race. Yeah, exactly. It is a race with the Doodlebug. All right, well, thanks for joining us for the Tribal Podcast. I've been Matt McCarty. You can find me on Facebook and uh, sometimes chatting on Fox City's pinball stream. Yep, I'm Neil Graff, and you can check me out on uh, Fox City's pinball as well. We're going to road to partner. Got to watch. And I'm Johnny Pinball. You can check me out on YouTube at the Johnny Pinball Sometimes I do videos. Sometimes I just do this podcast. But if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at triballpodcast at gmail.com. 
Do you have any suggestions for Ask a Tournament Director? Any rulings or any real or fake game submissions you'd like? All right, everyone. All right, bye, everyone. All right, have a good night. Good flipping. Should we do a sign-off? Do we need a closing segment? Something light? Go fuck yourself, Green Bay. <laughs> hey, number one city in the U.S., according to USN. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy, and go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs>